Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of In The Stands. I'm Tana Martin, I'm here with Jack Kelly. How are you, Jack? Good, thanks, Tana, yourself? Yeah, bro, not too bad. How was the weekend? Storm got up? Yeah, unbelievable weekend of footy. Um, yeah, Storm got up and so did the Dolphins. And um, yeah, unfortunately, your Warriors are now below the Dolphins and the Storm on the ladder. So how does that make you feel? Yeah, it makes me feel like... There was a lot of controversial calls, and yeah, the hip drop, hip drop thing obviously doesn't go both ways. So yeah, it was good to see a really good display of refing in the Knights first Warriors game. Really fifty fifty. Mm. You know, potatoes, potatoes. But yeah, when we move on next week, we got the Cowboys. We've already flogged them once, so bit of yeah, a buy easy round for us. There. Yeah, playing those pip squeaks. So. <laughs> Alright, moving on to Teamless Tuesday analysis. First game of the week, we have Dolphins versus Rabbitohs. Jack, talk to me about the the Rabbitohs here. Um, Trail Mitt could definitely be a popular trade in this week after his massive score of 82. Um, personally, I wouldn't do that because he scored three tries. So, um, you know, anyone <laughs> can score 80 points with three tries. But yeah, um, definitely... Something to look forward to with Latrell. He might be turning his fantasy season around. Um, other news, Jai Arrow is coming back from his hamstring injury that he had in round one. Um, so, you know, he's got that middle edge duel. Probably not so on fantasy relevant, but yeah, definitely someone to have a look at. And he'll come in for Tavita Totola starting at prop, um, who's hurt his knee. And then Jacob Host stays at that starting back spot, and he scored 47 last start, so at 348k, he could definitely be a solid option as well. Um, how about the Dolphins, Tana, your boys? Yeah, my favourite team, the Dolphins. Uh, the Hammer scored two tries last week, had a good score of 65. See if he can um, keep that up. He's done well the first six rounds, he's proved me wrong, but yeah, just just wait, just wait, Jack. Um Robert Jennings is in for Edric Lee, but Robert Jennings not too fantasy relevant. Katoa has a break even of seven, so expect at least another sixty k to be made from for him, before you, before he maxes out and you can trade him. But yeah, for now, hold him for the next few weeks, especially while Cody's his halves partner. Ray Stone starting, but not relevant at all. We've we all jumped on the Ray Stone train at some point in the preseason or start of the season and yeah that just leads to disappointment so just wouldn't go there um lamello has a break even at 28 so i think hold him for at least one more week one maybe two and then i think he's maxed out unless you want to hold him he does have that center jewel so unless you want to keep him there at center but if you're looking for him to make money then one to two more weeks before you trade him out um, next game, we have the Sharks versus the Roosters, which I believe is the game of the round. So, Jack, what are the Roosters doing this week? Um, Teddy's back from a head knock, and at 616k, he is a very um, intriguing option this week. Obviously, he plays Origin, but um, you, know, you probably won't even get him that cheap again at this point throughout the year. Um, even though he has a break-even of 70 um, yeah, around that 600k mark is probably what he's going to be at. So um, definitely someone you can bring in very soon. Um, and then Matt Lodge has 
also been he's also come onto the bench. Uh, not fantasy relevant at all, but yeah. Um, how about the Sharks? Uh yeah. With the Sharks, Nico Hines is priced at just over one million. So, I believe if you already have Cleary, there's no reason to get Hines as well. And if you don't have either of them, and obviously Hines and Cleary, it's getting to that point where those two are far and away the best captaincy options. Like, I believe you do need one of them because it gets you an extra 20, which correlates to 40 fantasy points a week more than if you didn't. So, if you don't have either, I would go Cleary. His his price is lower, and I think he's going to end up being more expensive than Hines. Give it a few weeks. So yeah, Hines is at that seven, solid option. But if you don't already have him, I wouldn't buy him right now. Um, McInnes starts at lock. However, he's not too fantasy relevant. Um, other than that, not much more to comment on. Next game, we have Manly versus the Storm. So, Jack, talk us through your boys. Um, Mad Dog Money absolutely went off to score a century last week. Um, no surprise. And Fantasy usually robs him of points. He should be getting that every week. But um, anyways, he's been named fullback this week in place of Meany, who's had some delayed concussion symptoms. And um, Munster usually scores insane at fullback. And he had a very solid patch there last year and at 832k you know there's still pretty good value there um if he continues this crazy scoring that he is at the moment which means Pezzett gets another run in the halves um and he averaged 36.3 across those three games um definitely not trade in but if you for some reason haven't traded him yet um definitely could hold on to him for one more week um Warbrick had 12 last week and, um, yeah, he could be a sell very soon um, because he needs, I think, his break-evens around that 25. So, um, yeah. Why does he score so low? Like, obviously, you watch the Storm religiously. Like, what what happens? Not a lot of not a lot of runs out of their own end. Like, I know the back three does a bunch, bunch, ton of work, but like, especially last week, wet footy, and they were playing a lot um, down the left side for Coates. So, um, yeah. Um, it's just it's a bit patchy. Yeah. Sometimes they go left, sometimes they go right. Um, unfortunately, they've been going left a lot more at the moment, but that's okay. Fair enough. Uh, Remus also doesn't like to pass either. No, he doesn't like a try or a try assist. He's got neither of the two all, all year. Yeah. That's okay. We're third on the ladder, so it's working. Um, on to the next game, Warriors Cowboys Tana. Um, oh yeah, no need to talk about, about Manly. Who cares? Who cares about Manly? Oh, sorry, we haven't talked about Manly stuff. Manly anyway. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Turbo was a bit disappointing on the weekend. He scored sixteen. However, we know how good he is. So if you have him, you know you can bounce back. So hold hold him there. Um. Garrick is also out, but obviously not too fantasy relevant. So, and also Kepi. Kepi was pretty popular. He's been left out of the 17 this week for Aaron Woods. So, that's very interesting. All right, now moving on to the Warriors versus the Cowboys. My boys, coming off a bit of a disappointing loss 
last week. Um, back in New Zealand, though. Yeah, it's back in New Zealand, so should be good. Dylan Walker's named at six, so if you have Tamari Martin, he's going to be out for six to eight, so I would sell him immediately. Jackson Ford and Sean Johnson are absolutely killing it. Um, Ford has a break-even of nine, so still a lot of money to be made from him. Um, I expect Dallin to start on the wing over Ed Corsi, so just, yeah, not too fantasy relevant, but how about the Cowboys, Jack? Um, Starting from the bottom, we got Murray Taolangi coming back from injury, and he was averaging 37.6 per game um, through those opening three weeks, which was pretty solid considering the not a lot of not the large amount of points the Cowboys are scoring so um you know that was pretty solid from him definitely not fantasy relevant though um for all the 12 year olds Nanai's back Nanai's <laughs> back baby 8% of teams still own him and he's at 575k so definitely not someone you'd buy but yeah um he's back um Chester's made all the money he's gonna make and now he's got that break even of 23, which um, now that he's stuck on the bench, he's only going to lose money now. So definitely a sell. Um, sell him at his peak. But yeah, that's pretty much all for the Cowboys. All right, moving on to the Knights and the Panthers. The Knights, Lachlan Miller killed it again, and he's now tied for third most expensive winger fullback. So... Yeah, they got Paps, then Dylan Edwards, and then you've got Luttrell and Miller there. So, yeah, if you have, if you've had him since the start of the year, if you listen to our winger fullback podcast back in preseason, um, you're welcome, Miller time. The man, but yeah, yeah, he was the man of that episode. Uh, Leo Thompson scored forty three on the weekend. He has a break even of twenty seven. So, also someone to look for there. Um, and this guy I really want to talk about. Frizzell, he has a break-even of, break of 18 and an average of 52. So he looks like a nice money-making pod to either keep or you could bridge up to a top-level second row. So Frizzell is really one to look out for. I'm seriously considering bringing him in, especially for someone like Hopgood, who you might want to get rid of this week. Um, and also Jaden Braley's out for the season. Uh, how about the Panthers, Jack? Um, Zach Hosking keeps his spot, which is huge for the 16% of owners who had a big swing and hit. And um, Liam Martin's in the reserves, and so is Luke Garner. Um, Hosking is seeming to build up a very good combination with Cleary on that, I think it's the right side. Mm. And yeah, um, the fact that Cleary's put so much trust into him at like after a couple games shows that he is probably going to keep that spot, and he's playing that well that Luke Garner's probably going to go onto the left side. Um, Liam Martin, sure. Liam Martin will go yeah. on the left side. Liam, yeah, and then Luke Garner will stay out of the side. Um, so yeah, if you if you went for Hosking, yeah, well you've made two hundred k in three weeks. So yeah, great work there. And then um, in other news for Penrith, um, Cleary is probably the most popular captaincy option this week after hitting 100 last week. And against the Knights, um, you know, most most wow. good teams can beat them. So, yeah, 
pretty easy pickings there for the Panthers. So, um, but no, their Panthers, Panthers have got their attack sorted. Those struggles from the start of the year look a bit just like a championship hangover. You know what I mean? Like, um, so yeah, they'll be they'll be killing it next week. So or this week, sorry. So yeah, Cleary's the best captain. <laughs> Uh, next, we got the Titans Broncos. Jaden Campbell is at fullback, only 438k, and has a break even of 12. So, he could definitely make 100 plus k, but his job security is uncertain with Brim- Brimson still to come back. So, that would be quite a risk if you brought him in, but not something I'm going to argue against because he is a very good fantasy player. Uh, Jojo Fafita. Is named at 19, but um, received a bit of inside information from the coach that if he passes his fitness test, he will play on the wing, which means they think Philip Sammy will move into the centres and one of those two centres will get dropped. So Shup or Brian Kelly. So that is what I've heard. Also, Isaac Fasul-Malawi is... Suffering from a bit of an AC joint, so he's unlikely to play as well. But most of those players, not too fantasy relevant. Uh, if you got Tanner Boyd, lots of people do. Hold him. And, yeah, not too much more to talk about there. How about the Broncos? Um, They showed last week that good looks don't win games all the time. So, um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, Flegler's out after failing a HIA last week. And um, at 439k, Corey Jensen moves to prop. Um, Kobe Hetherington's playing his first game of the year off the bench. Um, TCC boy. TCC legend. Um, 413k, very awkwardly priced, but um, he's bound to lose a bit of money on the bench. So definitely someone you could look in during the origin period when their forward pack's going to be a bit weaker, when Carrigan and Haas and Capewell and all that are going to be out. So keep an eye on Kobe. Um, he's looking fit. And yeah, Payne Haas is still available under 900K and he has got the most, um, the highest mid-average at 68. So um, yeah, definitely still a buy. Um, but yeah, Payne Haas is an absolute beast. All right, moving on to the Sunday games. First, we have the Raiders and the Dragons. Firstly, with the Raiders... Xavier Savage was expected to be back this round, but he's not. So no Savage. Sebastian Chris is still at fullback. White and Tarpany are back. So I know Tarpany's pretty well-owned, so good for those people who have him. Um, Hudson Young is 638k, break-even at 36. I believe that'll be the cheapest he'll be this year. He was a gun last year. The only thing is he does have the buy next week. So if he can if he can score just around that thirty six, doesn't have to be below it, but maybe just above, his price won't change too much. And yeah, he could be a very good pod there because he's a very good player who can average mid fifties, so he's just had a bit of a patchy start to the year. But yeah, I definitely definitely think he's he's a good player that can add difference to teams after he's had that buy round if he's not too expensive after this week. How about the Dragons, Jack? Ben Hunt's been averaging 67.7 over his last three games. Um, how how unfortunate was that drop ball at the end, though? Um, yeah. 
as as being probably the it was the best shades of twenty fifteen. Yeah, honestly, something about drop balls and Ben Hunt is just <laughs> in in clutch moments. Um, <laughs> but no, nah, still still one of the best halves in the NRL, and he's looking a good value for money option at six hundred ninety eight k. Um, although he has been scoring a fair few tries in his last two games that have inflated his scores, um, he does like to find the line, Benny Hunt, so that could definitely like not be an outlier. Um, rookie forward Toby Couchman, 315k. He's kept his spot on the bench. Looks to make some money after a 48 score last week, with a break, and that leaves him with a break-even of negative one. Um, Ravalawa is set to miss three weeks with a hamstring injury, which means Tata Moga comes in on the wing. Um, nothing too fantasy relevant there, but yeah, that's what's happening with the Dragons. Yeah, nice. And last game of the round, we have the Eels and the Bulldogs. Firstly, with the Eels coming off the back of that win against the Tigers, Junior Paulo's back, so that'll add a lot to their side. Um, that'll that'll be interesting to see how that affects Madison's minutes. Yeah, with Paulo being a bit of a big bigger minute forward than than Greg was, but yeah, I think Hopgood is a sell this week. If you didn't sell him last week, he got fifty two minutes. So yeah, definitely someone I'd look to move on um right now how about the bulldogs jack my boy Pangai is finally playing um only took him eight weeks but yeah he's back and if he can find a starting job he can definitely be fantasy relevant um soon um raymond fatilla marino and kikau also back and um they'll start at lock and second row respectively and yeah um, RFM, he's 467k, so definitely a bit of value there. And um, I know Kikau had a very rough start at 541k, but um, we know that when he's in a mood, he can average those 50s. So definitely someone to keep an eye on once they're back. Braden Burns is um, replacing Josh Adokar for probably eight weeks. Um, very awkwardly priced though, 533k, and he's only got the center spot. Um, fantasy-wise, so definitely stay away from him. But, yeah, um, other than that, that's probably it with the dogs. Yeah, right, that concludes our analysis of Teamless Tuesday. Moving on to buy, hold, and sell. We've brought back halfbacks and halfwits. Kano, how you going, mate? Yeah, I'm all right. Okay, we'll start off with you, Kane. Who are you buying this week? I'm buying Cameron Munster. He's uh, playing fullback this week. Uh, last time he played fullback, he got 93. And uh, he's coming off a massive score of 100. So I reckon he's going to be on the, on the ball this week. Yeah, no, I agree. I think he is very expensive, but his break-even's a bit lower now. And he did prove last week that he's a very good player. So definitely agree with that. Jack, how about you? Who's, who's a buyer this week? Um, I've went a bit of a different route. I've went with Jaden Campbell. Um, I know that Brimson's back in... I reckon he'll be back in two weeks due to his history with injuries and the Titans are playing fairly solid. Um, and at his price point, 438k, and I imagine he has a low break even. Um, there's a solid 100 to 200k value there and he could definitely jump up to... If he gets close to that 600k, that's what we're looking for over this 
two-week period. Um, and, you know, we've seen him average... He averaged 45 at fullback last year, but you know there's those games. There's a, There was a patch last year where he went um, 62, 62, and then another patch where he went 60, 48, 74. So um, he, he goes well in patches, and if we base that off that, he scored 68 on the weekend. So I think there's a solid two weeks of 60 points there. Um, maybe I'm being a bit optimistic, but... Um, yeah, definitely a solid buy at that fullback spot to try and get some quick money. Yeah, definitely agree. Just the job security is a bit up in the air, but find it hard to believe that when Brinson comes back, Jaden Campbell won't be in the starting side. So, yeah, I reckon he's a good pickup at that price. Yeah. Um, the person I'm buying this week is Tyson Frizzell. So... Spoke about him before, break-even of 18. I think this will be the lowest price he's at all year. He's looking like he's in form. And yeah, he's a real pod, so hope good out. Frizzell in for anyone not knowing who to trade in for, for hope good. If you want to pod, I would recommend Frizzell. Moving on to who we're holding this week, Kano, who... Are you giving one last chance to? I'm giving my chance to uh, Paul Alamotti. He's, uh, got mm, a, disappointing. Yeah, this week he was, but still got that break even a 28, which is very, very achievable. But um, yeah, depending on this week, he might turn into a sell next week, but I reckon he's still got a little bit of money left in him, so I reckon hold him. Yeah, don't go selling him. Um player I'm holding is Isaac Thompson. Uh, he had a bit of an ankle issue at the end of the game last week, but he's all good. I think, yeah, he's just got that dual position. He's got money to make, and he's a solid player. Like, over the weeks, if you've watched him, he's actually gotten better. He's taken a lot more carries out of their own end, getting a lot more involved. Um, He's on a good team, so he's going to score tries. So, yeah, I wouldn't go selling him. There's no one really around his price that is worth selling him for, so I think definitely just, just hold him. He doesn't have the buy till round 16. He's great coverage, so I'll be holding Thompson this week. Um, moving on to selling. Who are you selling, Kano? Who's getting who's getting the boot? Uh, Murray Martin's getting the boot for me, boys. Mm. Don't know why I started off with him in the first place, but I did, and now he's out injured for a fair bit, so yeah, he's gone. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, the player I'm selling this week is Jermaine Hopgood. He got 52 minutes last week. Madison's getting all the minutes. Paulo's back, so yeah, there's just there's not much room for him in that team. Really, he's not getting the minutes, and yeah, he's just disappointing. So I think it's time to get rid of Hopgood. Unfortunately. Hey, don't cry about it because it's over. Smile about it because it happened. It's beautiful. Alright, that concludes the the buy, hold and sell for this week. Thanks, Kano, for joining us. See you, mate. Good luck with your swimming. Moving on to multi of the week. 
Uh, we just have Jack and I this week. Josh is in New New Caledonia, so sports bets actually illegal there. So he can't bet at the moment. He's on a little bit of a cruise, but he'll be back to winning some money uh, next week. But yeah, that's where Josh is. If you were wondering, so Jack, start us off. What's your multi of the week? Um, I've cooked up something nice with three legs. Um, Sharks versus Roosters, Friday night, game of the round. Everyone's going to be watching it. I've went with Jackson Paulo to score a try. Um, he's found the line in all his last five games or so. And, um, yeah, Roosters seem to be going down that side a ton. Um, giving him a 12-and-a-half head start, um, surely they don't get pumped two weeks in a row. Um, but yet again, when you're versing superior competition like the Storm, it's pretty easy to happen. <laughs> and I've also went with over 28-and-a-half points. Um, I think that should it'll be a low-scoring affair, but um, definitely we'll get over that 28 mark. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. What's that paying? $2.50. Yeah, that's nice. Double your money and a half. Yeah, exactly. Two and a half houses. All right, my multi of the week. It's a bit more risky, but I think the Broncos are going to bounce back. I think they're really going to get a rocket, so they're going to come back this week and, yeah, dominate the Titans. So I've got Broncos 13+. plus. I've got Katoni Staggs anytime, Kurt Capewell anytime, and Reese Walsh anytime, which is paying $15.75. So chuck a cheeky two bucks on it, make what, $29 back, so I think that's a good investment. Yeah, um, the only issue is um, Reese doesn't like to score tries at the moment. Um, if, I think he must have had an earful from the betting markets because he was actually over the line on the weekend and started to pass it, so um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I should definitely investigate that. Yeah, I did see that. Game. He was literally over the line and then flick past it. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. All right, lastly, Jack, how is your personal fantasy team going after round six? Um, So, pretty solid score of 895 last week, considering we had Warbrick score 12, Alamotti score 18, and Khan Pereira score 11. Um, so, you know, the other 14 boys decided to really dig in and have a crack. Um, so, yeah. Ranked ranked eleventh thousandth last week, so sorry, ranked twelve thousandth last week, which pushes us up to eleven thousandth overall. And um, we've made some changes this week. Um, so unfortunately, Dewey's had to go, and we've brought in Matt Burton um, for a discounted price. I feel like this is probably the cheapest you'll get him all year. Dogs have a pretty good schedule, and there is a world where Burton doesn't play Origin. So um, yeah, definitely get some solid scores out of him. And then also we've traded um, Hopgood out for, uh, where is he? Jack Bird. So we've got our center for the rest of the year, the best center in fantasy, who put up 50s every week. And we've also offloaded um, Tom Chester for Jaden Campbell. So get a bit of value out of Chester, upgrading him to Campbell. So Tom Chester could almost turn into a 600K player. Um, off the back of this, so um, yeah, I'm, use I'm all, quite happy. Do you use all oh, three yeah. trades? Use three trades this week. Um, I didn't even know it was possible at this time of the year, but <laughs> yeah, tw- twenty-seven trades left in the season. Nice. Um, I feel like over Origin will be safe because we don't have many boys that'll be playing Origin. So um, 
kind of putting that dirty work in now and hopefully jumping overall rank. Um, how about your team, Tyler? How's it looking? Yeah, yeah, look, it's looking all right. Last week, we got a score of 928. So we started the week around that 3,000 mark. Um, and yeah, we've just travelled back into the past. We're in 2,413, so very close to present. Great, great, so, yeah. great grandkids yeah. will be alive then. Yeah, so not too far. I think one more week I should be in the present time of around the, the 2,000 mark. But yeah, it was it was a little disappointing. Some people, Isaac Thompson, 27, Perham, 20. And due to Tarpany pulling out late, I had to put Sloan from my emergencies into the bench and he got eight points. So that was just really disappointing. Um, so this week making no changes but yeah would really look um would like to look at getting perm out of that starting wing and fullback role because yeah he's doing my head in a little bit to be honest but good to he's have top probably impact. peaked in price as well yeah but bulldogs do have a good buy schedule during the origin period so yeah i'm looking pretty far ahead but that's what i'm feeling at the moment 2413 um, on another note, Tanum Chooks, he's dropped to... Slipped down to 90th, 90 something, no. oh. 95th I think, he's been wow. cursed. It's because he, um, he actually traded out Gilbert and then he got a lot of points and yeah, he, he all those players that unexpectedly scored low, he had them, I felt so bad for him, yeah. it was a really unlucky week for him but... Alamotti, Sloan, Turbo, and Perham, and he also had Katoa in the halves this week because Nico was out. And who was his so captain? He was actually really unlucky. Harry Grant. Yeah, see there again. That's a hundred points he loses from most people. He captain Cleary. So yeah, um, unfortunately, still be in the top one hundred after that. Oh, is uh, not a bad effort. No Tigers boys, fully strength team for Chris this week, so um, I think Chris will jump back up this week. 100%. Alright, that concludes this episode of In The Stands. Thanks for watching, and I uh, hope to see you next time. Bye, guys. Hurry up. Yeah. No, they need to stop. I'm standing at the top, that's how I know you never seen a top. Sierra King parking lot, looking like Daddy City parking lot. Hear the talks when I walk by, like you know it's so when we drop, hey, drop, yeah. And I'm coming with the wop, y'all not pop.